Welcome to the Organizer Chicks podcast. I'm your host, Amber Taggart, and I'm so glad that you have set aside some time to spend with me here today. Today, we're going to talk about something that clients regularly report feeling and struggling with, and it's something that I want you to know that even professional organizers sometimes struggle with this feeling, and it's the feeling of being overwhelmed, especially on the front end of a big project. Have you ever walked into a space before and just felt like, wow, there's a lot of work to do here, and I'm not sure that I'm up to the task, and this doesn't seem like something that is going to be fun for me, and can I handle this? If you've ever felt those feelings before, know this. You are not alone. You're completely normal. But I wanted to come and share a few tips, seven to be really exact, that we as professional organizers kind of lean on just some protocols really that we fall back on when we have these kinds of feelings and to avoid the feeling of being really overwhelmed in the first place. So the first thing that is really helpful to do is to purposefully set aside time to tackle a bigger and maybe a a more overwhelming feeling job. We want to be sure that there are not other things that are mentally competing for our time and for our brainwaves at this moment. We want to be able to feel like We have set this time aside. We're not robbing any other responsibility. We're exactly where we're supposed to be right now. So we can completely focus mentally and emotionally on the work that is ahead of us. One of the things I'm really big on helping clients to do is to really schedule an appointment with themselves to work on decluttering, to work on organizing. So go through the process of really scheduling this appointment. If that means writing it down on your day planner, if that means plugging it in in a more digital format or entering it into an app on your phone to give you a reminder before your appointment, whatever you would do if you had an appointment with the dentist, go ahead and go through all of those steps and set this appointment with yourself. It'll help you not only physically prepare, but it's going to help you mentally and emotionally be ready to do the work because this is something that has been set in your schedule and you're prepared to do it. Step number two is also about time and it's actually to set a timer for the amount of work that you're going to put in on this particular day. There's something about knowing that a task that we're not loving isn't going to last forever that's really helpful. Have you ever maybe been doing a circuit workout and maybe at the bottom of the screen it tells you, okay, you know, you've got 22 more seconds to keep at this particular phase of this workout. Do those jumping jacks for 22 more seconds and it's counting down and you know, okay, I have to hang in there for just this much longer. Sometimes it's really helpful to know that there's a clock that's ticking and then this project that you're not really loving or not really enjoying, but you know you have to do, it's not going to last forever. So set that timer and know that the work that you're going to do has a finite end time and that will help you to fully focus and stay the course while you're inside that scheduled time. Tip number three, and you've probably heard this old adage before, but the question is, how do you eat an elephant? Something huge and overwhelming, a monstrous task that you can't really imagine doing. And of course, the answer is one bite at a time. 
So if you have an organizing or a decluttering task that feels just as big and just as hard to conquer as eating an elephant, remember that you can eat it one bite at a time. Don't be afraid to kind of take a really big job and chunk it up into smaller and more manageable jobs. You may want to start in just one corner of a room, just one zone or area, just one shelf and really focus in on that one little area. Maybe you just want to set aside only three hours at a time. Whatever you can do to help yourself put on the blinders and to take bite-sized pieces of the job can be really helpful. A fourth thing you can do with this kind of task or frankly any task that maybe you're not really really looking forward to is to create the happiest physical environment that you possibly can. Can you open the curtains? Can you open the windows? Can you turn on some music and dance around? Can you keep a favorite snack handy to munch on as you're working? Anything you can do to bring some light and some air and some joy into the space while you're working will help your mind feel more at ease and will help you to focus better and will help you to get more natural joy, which is always conducive to doing better work. Protocol number five comes from a question that we get really often, which is I'm so overwhelmed. I walk into this space and I just want to turn around and walk back out and I don't even know where to start. What is the magical answer? Where do I start on a really big project? And the answer is that it really doesn't matter. Now, I'll say this. I always like to look at the space and For me, I act like a typewriter. I start with the thing that is on the far left and up high. As if a typewriter were going across the page, it's going to go from left to right. And then when it goes to the farthest edge of that right-hand side of the paper, it's going to go ping and it's going to swoop back around to the left-hand side. And that's the exact motion that I go through. And that does a couple of things. One, it keeps me on task. It keeps me making sure that I'm actually touching and dealing with every single item in the space. But also it's a map. It gives me an idea of where to go next so that I don't have to stop and ask myself what to do next. I don't have to stop and ask those questions to myself. I already have a protocol in place. If I walked into a closet, for instance, I would start with the thing on the upper far left hand shelf in that closet. It's probably going to be a shelf in a closet. If we have an upper closet, it could be a rod. And it doesn't matter what the space is though. If I'm in the garage, I'm still gonna probably start in the upper left-hand corner and then just slowly go around to the right until I hit the far edge of the right side of that room. And then just like that typewriter, ping, I'm gonna shift back around to the far left. But now I'm working one line or one zone down. So I will have moved from the upper shelves, for instance, to the upper rod. And then just like that typewriter, I'm gonna start moving from left to right again. And again, I'm not having to ask myself, oh, what do I work on next? Oh gosh, now I have to make another decision of of what zone to work on now. Nope. Those decisions have been taken care of because I leaned on my protocol, I'm acting like a typewriter, and that tells me I just keep moving to the right. The sixth protocol I fall back on as a professional organizer in this potentially overwhelming kind of position is what I call an elsewhere basket. It can be an elsewhere bin or box or hamper. It really doesn't matter what the container is, but the concept is one that we're probably all familiar with. And tell me, have you had this happen to you? Maybe you say, today's the day I'm going to work on the garage. And so you walk into the garage and you're you're getting underway, you're getting started, you're making decisions, you're organizing, you're decluttering 
wondering, but then you find something that doesn't belong in the garage. You find something that actually that pair of scissors belongs in the office. And so you say, okay, well, I'm just going to run into the office real quick and I'll, I'll put these scissors in there and then I'll come right back to the garage. So you go into the office and you put the scissors away, but while you're there, you look and you discover, oh my goodness, this piece of mail right here, this bill needs to be in the mailbox. It really needs to go out today. I'm just going to run to the mailbox real quick and then I'll come right back. So you head out to the mailbox, but while you're at the mailbox, you look down and you say, my goodness, it has been far too long since I have done the weeding and I'm getting so many weeds here around the bottom of my mailbox. And well, you see where this is going, right? We've, we've all been at that moment, I think, where we kind of ended up zigzagging and ping-ponging throughout the house all day long. We run around and we do all these tasks, and then the end of the day comes, and the garage actually maybe never got organized. Have we all been there? I know. I know I have been there, and I know this is a common complaint of clients. They say, you know, I intended, I, I even got started, and I feel like at the end of the day, I didn't have anything to show for all the work that I ran around doing. So one of the fixes to this is what we call the elsewhere bin or box or basket. And the concept is fairly simple. When you're working on a particular area, imagine that you are locked in, you are in the zone and you don't leave that zone. When you find items that belong elsewhere in other areas of the house, you don't leave the zone you're working in to put them away. You just put them in the elsewhere bin or basket, and then you schedule some separate time later to go put away the elsewhere basket items in their actual home. So try out the elsewhere basket. That's something that definitely helps us to stay on task and keeps us from getting overwhelmed. And finally, item number seven to consider is that it may be smart to call in reinforcements. The beauty of this world is that you are good at 22 things that I am not. That's the truth. I never learned to cook. For instance, my husband is the cook in our house. He has been for 20 plus years now. And that's the division of labor that works for us. But that's a skill set that I just don't have. I never really developed it. It's not something I'm particularly interested in. And you know what? That's okay. We're all good at different things. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. And so if you are someone who does struggle with clutter, if you're someone who does struggle with making tough decisions, if you know that letting go of physical objects is going to be mentally and, and emotionally draining for you, it might be smart to call in someone to walk beside you through that process, be it a close friend, a family member, or a professional organizer in your area. Be sure that it's someone who will not be judgmental, who will not be twisting your arm into letting go of things or into keeping things that you don't really need, and someone who has your true best interest at heart. But having this reinforcement person there can help make the project more fun, and it can help take some of the emotional weight off of your shoulders, keeping you on task and helping you not to get overwhelmed. So those are our seven protocols that we as professional organizers, we lean on those things to keep us from getting overwhelmed because yes, sometimes if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> even we as people who deal in clutter every single day, sometimes we have a moment where we say, oh my goodness, this really is, this is a big job. And I see that there's a whole lot to do here. And that's giving me a moment of pause. Take a deep breath and let's do the dang thing. 
That wraps up this episode of the Organizer Chicks podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and stay up to date with us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash the organizer chicks. And on Instagram, we're at the underscore organizer underscore chicks. Also make sure to check out theorganizerchicks.com for more information on who we are and what we do. If you found our podcast interesting or helpful today, please give us a review on iTunes as it makes our show more visible to others. And a big thanks to Sweet 25 for letting us use their song, Thinking About You. Check them out on Spotify and iTunes as well. Thanks again for listening and be sure to catch our next episode as we work to help you turn your before into an after.